Welcome to another episode of Oh Shit, I'm 40. This is your boy, Gene Lott, and yo, we are here with another episode. Today, we are at my man Joe's humble abode, the Batcave, where it all started, where dreams are made, and everything lasts forever. (laughs) Well, no, what's going on, man? Welcome to another episode again of Oh Shit, I'm 40. This is Gene. I'm here with Joe. We got Mouse. And we got a special guest with us here, a man that we all uh, hold dear to our hearts, my man, Masonically, and uh, brotherly, lovely, neighborly, all that, my man Marcus Clark. What's going on, man? How y'all doing, man? Thank you for having me on tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, Good. man. He, he, see, look, all right. He just like Joe. Got that quiet <laughs> storm of uh, radio man. voice. Man, is it 8 o'clock already? Is it 8 o'clock already? <laughs> Got that quiet store radio voice, man. Oh, man. Hey, I just want to welcome you to the show. Um, you know, we we, we bring uh, guests on, friends of ours and stuff, and we just like to make a nice, lively uh, atmosphere, you know. Oh, we, we had our co-host. He had to step out real quick. He's coming right back. But while we're waiting on um, Brother Mouse, um, just want to do a, a, just a quick monologue. Joe, mm-hmm. you know we are almost done with our first season. Wow. Yeah, this is episode 10. That's crazy because um, I, and I haven't been calculating it, but this is fun, man. It's been so fun, and um, you know I don't look at this as like a job or anything like that. This is yeah. a hobby. You know, it's a hobby, right? The fact that we can get together and network as um, young black men, and you know, bring our significant others into the picture every now exactly. and then, have guests. It's been a dream come true. Hey, thank you again for inviting the brothers. Man, to your coach, hey, man. hey, appreciate really. that, man. Appreciate it. You know, what's so crazy is we got two more episodes of this fantastic season, and we couldn't have done it without, basically without everybody, you know. So let me just give a applause. Mm. All right, let me see if I get it. Let me see if I get it this time. Yes, got it right on the first time. You know, an applause to all of our people who subscribe who's uh, shared us, who's following us, who's downloading every Wednesday at 7 a.m. I just want to say we appreciate all you guys for all that you do and, and just sharing the show and just making the show what it is. How do you feel in your first year? I know mean, we're getting into the show in a second uh, to all our listeners, but for you as being you know, the generator and the mastermind behind the podcast, how do you feel about you know the progression that it's made and um, what you look forward to? I, I feel excited because it's gone beyond my wildest dreams. It's actually playing out the way that I hoped it would plan out because all of us get together anyway. All of us talk crap anyway. All of us talk about some good subjects anyway. And now to put it on digital format and let the world hear it, it's amazing. So I'm just glad, and I appreciate you brothers for coming out, you know. And I'm going to name everybody, you know, Devin Smith. You know, we got Joe Brickhouse. We got Terrence Gibson. um, We got David Jones, Marcus Munson, everybody who's come. I'm missing anybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How can I miss Super Tease? Tease Keys for success. Tease the mastermind. Moneymaker. I cannot forget all of you guys, man. And you guys have made the show 
what it is, you know. So definitely shout out to y'all, man. And I, I, I'm just excited for what's going to happen, you know. So we got Mouse. He's he's back. Yeah, I'm back, man. I was on a little uh, work vacation. I had a lot of work to handle, and then also with the family. But I'm I'm glad to be back. You know, just checking in with you guys, um, seeing the work progress as far as with the show. Um, I'm very proud. So um, thanks, man. Hey, we got we got another quiet storm with us tonight. I know. <laughs> Why all of y'all got the quiet storm voices? Hey, you gotta do Melvin Lindsay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You know, just to see it grow and then more topics to come. You know, mm-hmm. we have serious topics. We have light topics. We there have, you, go. you know, just um, getting to the different areas. Um, and then also bringing, you know, people on with a lot of wealth of knowledge and expertise. You know, insights, it, it, different insights. It, it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very pleasing to me. Um, we don't know it all. But, yep. you know, um, when Gene puts up, you know, the things on social media as far as the questions and the topics, you know, chime in more. I, mm-hmm. I would like to uh, get more feedback from you guys outside. You know, um, we don't know it all, but, you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody exactly. has their own situation. And um, that's something that I like to see is the feedback. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be here, man. Definitely. We appreciate you too, Mouse. And, and like Mouse said, we want the feedback, y'all. When y'all see us post, and it could be any one of us, you know, DM us something you want us to talk about. DM us a story. Email us, you know, just put it up in, in the comments section, anything, you know, because we want to hear from y'all, too. You know, because we know it's men out here that's going through stuff that may, that may have went through stuff that we've gone through that we've discussed on this podcast. We want to hear from y'all. We even want to bring y'all on, you know. And uh, so so definitely. So we're going we're gonna to get started because, you know, we got tradition here at All Shit I'm 40. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, one oh, thing, go ahead, one thing go ahead. I, and I don't mean to interrupt you. One thing that popped out to me this weekend before we get started, um, two other Bowie State alum, um, Christian Robinson. Oh yeah, oh definitely. definitely. You know, he's up on this platform dropping yep. knowledge and dropping jewels, and mm-hmm. also Antoine Cook. Yep. You know, two good brothers um, we play ball with at Bowie. I just, I just love to see as far as men. You know, just coming and speaking out on certain topics and certain things, you know, it might be dear to them in life, yep. also through work, also um, through social. But, you know, I, I want to give them a big up because um, the stuff that I've been seeing so far from them has really been inspiring. Definitely want to try to get them on. And shit, Cook live right down the street. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Cook, if you're listening, I know you're listening. I know you're one of our uh, subscribers, man. We got to get you on. You know, definitely got to get you on. Those are Bowie State, man? Yes, Bowie sir. State. Okay, all, all yeah, day. I'm Bowie State, yeah. class of 2003. It's good. I'm, I'm hey, good hey, uh, uh, we got one A&T guy here. You got a number tonight, Joe. You got a number tonight, Joe. Look at man. Listen, I love the A&T, listen, man. My family listen, went to A&T. Appreciate you know, that. I was so, just sit up here and be quiet. Let Bowie State have nah, that shine. Nah, man. But y'all are in my house. See, you got that cowboy hat on, too. I can't stand that. It's Aggie Pride all day. Oh, my God. And, yes, I got my cowboy stuff on, so you already know. Christ Jesus. I'm a co-host, baby. I'm, I'm a co-host. So, I mean, the, shit, thing, the thing is, is with that, y'all in a different division. Oh, here, we go. here we go. So, I'm going to give y'all a respect. Give them a pass. Give them a pass. But, but, oh, go ahead, bro. Nah, but, man, it's all love, Joe, man. I really, really man, I, I just love the different from different college campuses and, and the, the the stuff that you bring, man. It's, sure. it's excellent, bro. No doubt. Definitely. Me, bro. So, y'all know what we about to do, man. We're going to go around the table. 
And um, this is what sets us apart from other podcasts. Cause we we do what we like to do. We try not to try to match whatever podcasts and stuff do. We try to do what we do. We wanna we wanna set our signature out. So y'all know what our signature is. We're gonna go around the horn and see what everybody's drinking. So starting with me, Mouse bought this tequila over. It's a it's a it's a uh, how do you say it? It's a general purpose. It's an all time. It is good. <laughs> that Jose Cuervo, Cuervo Traditional. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Tequila Blata. And I mixed it with some uh, some tonic lime mm-hmm. that Joe had in his uh, beer cave refrigerator. <laughs> and and this, this joint is really hitting because it's definitely taking me back to uh, taking me back to Puerto Rico. So shout out to uh, to Tease and Jackie on their wedding. Because not Puerto Rico. We went there before. It was Mexico. Mexico. It's taking me back there. Uh, right. Big up big up to that, man. I, I know up. y'all had a ball, man. Man, we had a ball. I'm still recovering. <laughs> so, Joe, what you drinking? All right, so... Light beer, I got a uh, Modelo, a Special, and I um, took a shot of the Basil Hayden earlier. So, um, you know, as we as we get into the podcast, you might hear the, the cooler rambling a little bit. Just me re-upping. Hey, that's, 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 that's what makes us us, man. Come on. If you hear some ice in the background, I'm just popping another If, if they hear this, <laughs> that's one of us have picked up a drink. To make that a sound, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, I got to record that. You got to record that. <laughs> there it is. Mouse, what you got? Just uh, uh, the same thing as tequila, man, straight, you know, some. Just sipping, man, bro. Hey, Just we sip. talked about it on our health show. Tequila's the healthiest thing to drink. I mean, I always, like, long time ago, you know, they said top shelf is the best. I usually roll top shelf. You know, hit a mm-hmm. beer, drink a beer here and there, but top shelf is what I mostly stick to. There Don't take is. too much, you know? There it is. And now, our special guest here. Um, I'm going to take this over real Save quick. Save the best for last. <laughs> what, what he's drinking... He shouldn't even be allowed. Don't disrespect. Don't, well, don't, intro, all, my, don't grown, intro it. You a grown ass man. We ain't in college. Hey, well, that's right. That's we right. Ain't Brother no more. We got money. We got yes. money. See, that's. A, I would like to segue into a conversation now. <laughs> See, brothers, forget about them red paper cups. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, what we I'm a Johnny Walker Blue Sipper, but I will crack a 211, and that's what I'm drinking man. right now. I like this 211. This is 8.1 high gravity from the uh, French Alps of Baltimore. Yeah, from the French, from the the French, French Alps of Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, the dirtiest yeah. water you can find in Maryland. Yo, yo. That John will get you rocked. I have some bad stories with 211. Shout out to Big Dave, man. Big, if Big Dave was here, he would know. It was actually my sister that turned me on to 211 when she was down at the Eastern Shore. The clusters. The, yeah. Can't step on that grass, man. The chicken coop. You know, it's funny. Clark mentioned red cups as you sip out of the aluminum. Yeah, as we sip out of some aluminum <laughs> ball cups. cups. No yeah, this is like that. This cup might make it home. Are these dishwashers safe? <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, yo, so still reserved. So, we don't know if Clark is actually going to stay up. After he drinks that. Well, so. I tell you what, 211 will definitely keep you up. <laughs> what type of up you talking about? Right, right, that right, 211 right. would have something that's different. That's the wrong episode. We'll say high, high gravity. High, yeah, gravity. high gravity. <laughs> oh, man. So, look. Y'all ready to get into it? Let's do it, man. All right. So, we're going to get into it. So, today's topic, all right, is going to be basically, it's kind of a blend of two topics. It's going to be in about, it's going to be about code switching. And then, what is the modern day workplace? Okay, so this, this is how we're going to get into it. We are all professionals. Joe, mm-hmm. you engineer. Mouse, you are a policeman. Um, you know, Clark works in the education system. 
And then I do my super secret sleuth stuff for the Navy <laughs> with mm-hmm. Joe. And we all are in positions where literally we they were hired us because of our different talents, right? Right. But I have found, and I've heard people talk about this, can you really be yourself in the workplace? They hired you for a specific reason, mm-hmm. right? And part of that reason of why you're so good at what you do is because it's a blend of your personality, it's a blend of your experiences, it's a blend of your education, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. But speaking for myself, I found myself subconsciously code switching. Mm. And for those of you who don't know what code switching is, um, I actually recently found out about it that actually had a name for what I'm doing. Somebody actually named a beer code switch. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I guess it's, it's pretty much when you work in an environment, like for me, that's majority white. And you don't want to come off as threatening all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm big, I'm black, I'm bald. I got a beard. Mm-hmm. I want to make people feel comfortable. So I might not be my loud, jovial self. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I might not be as direct. Mm-hmm. My voice might go up an octave or two. Why do I need to do that? I don't think you should. You know? Well, uh, yeah. Well, in today's times, I don't think you should. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't. it doesn't matter what nationality, what color you are, or whatever. I think but today's times... You know, people pretty much are accepted how who uh, for who they are. It's gotten better. I, I'll give you that. It's gotten better. But do you still say, all right? For example, we may work with a whole bunch of females, right? Right. We're married, mm-hmm. but you don't want to come off as that guy. What you mean? Meaning, I want to be as less threatening as possible. I don't want anybody think that I'm threatening them. I don't even want anybody thinking that um, I'm trying to be. And, you know, we on this podcast. I need to be as open as possible. You don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, my gosh. Here comes the angry black guy. Mm. Or, oh, oh, man. Overaggressive? Yeah, it could be overaggressive. I I guess you could say that. So I just think that that comes under that person's temperament. That's not for everybody. Everybody can, you know, be looked at a certain way. You, If everybody knows you for you, Gene, right. then that's how they're going to accept you. Okay. And you don't ever change. But I think that's being largely accepted right now. Right. You know, whereas in the past, you might came off something, you know, erratic, and they'd be like, man, I don't know what's up with him, this right. and the other, because of... What we see on TV, how society percepts certain mm-hmm. situations in the workplace. Right. So what if what if you are hired to be that angry black guy? Right. Mm. And mm. in education, especially where I work, I'm the only black male mm. as an mm. area director. And now uh, I can honestly say that I think they hired me because of my demeanor, my size. Right. Of course, my, my background in education, but most of my psych coordinators are all black women. The people that hired me were white individuals. And I think that's that plays a part in it. My size, my structure, mm-hmm. how I talk. So in certain vocational so situations. So is that why they always hire? And y'all was talking about deans earlier. Right. When we was off topic. 
You think that's why they always hire well, the biggest dudes to be deans? Yeah, I don't think it's pretty much the size. I think it's the person. Yep, it's mm. the demeanor. It's a demeanor. You, it, it don't matter what size uh, the person is as far as stature, right. things like that. I think it's the person, it's the demeanor. Like with me at work, my demeanor puts me where I'm at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it puts me where I'm at because they know that I'm able to handle it. Right. So, perfect example. The same deans and stuff that you see in school, Clark, mm-hmm. that you see most outside of work, do you think they have that same demeanor? Do you think they have that same personality? I think you're talking about authenticity of a yeah. of a person. The authentic right. thank you. So yeah. so yeah. I know for me, I'm the same person. Outside of the building, one because you never know who you're gonna see in the community mm-hmm. that, that you see at work, um, and kids can feel it too, right? Oh, they're gonna they call they you go, out. They call you. They call you right, right out. They right? will call you out. And so, um, it's it's on the person and whether they're true to themselves. I know when I'm at work, I don't have a switch. I'm I'm Marcus Clark. I'm Mr. Clark. I'm I'm in there the same way I am at the bar because at this age and this level, right, there's a certain way that I conduct myself out in public. Period. Right. Right. So I think that's something that needs to be discussed as well. So going, I'm, I'm going to switch over to you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Again, another example that I was given for code switching. Not going to name the name because uh, they are very close to me, mm-hmm. sister-in-law. <laughs> but if you hear a voicemail at work, you mm-hmm. call it. Carla, don't, don't beat me up for this. <laughs> I wish I could play a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Very high pitch. Mm-hmm. Don't even sound like it. Like if you were to listen to her. Don't even sound like her. But outside of work, outside of that phone call, mm. you know, it's Carla. It's my, it's my, it's my sister-in-law. So, you know, I'm not me being on. But you got people who do that. People who do that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I can relate to my wife, how she is at work. As far as voice tone and stuff like that is different from where she is at home. Mm. Now, she's mostly majority authentic at work. Because, you know, um, she has her own business. She serves mm-hmm. a lot of clients or whatever. So she stays the same 100%. But in certain situations, you could, I'm, my, my wife's her own business owner, so she got to protect her bag. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost, she got to protect her brand. Right. Right. So, and Joe, I'm going to hit you on this too. It's good, man. I'm ready. Whenever you're ready. It brings me back to when I was in the beer business, right? Mm-hmm. We were a black brewery. Right. And a white-dominated industry right one of the things that set us apart was that we didn't code switch so when you walk into the brewery you would hear our music okay you would you wouldn't see the normal beer dude in flannel shirts and anything like that you, you y'all been in the beer well, before well, right? you gina know? say on that that's that's the authenticity Auth- and i think code switching all comes back to authenticity so joe go ahead yeah go to- so I had a definition that I was looking up earlier this week. Uh-huh. Um, just preparing and, you know, get on the podcast, like mm-hmm. prepared. Like Terrence um, in the spirit of Terrence. Absolutely. <laughs> <the spirit> of Terrence. <laughs> so betterup.com, what is code switching? Code switching is the ways in which a member of an unprecedented group, consciously or unconsciously, you hit that, um, adjust their language, syntax, grammatical structure, behavior, or appearance to fit into the dominant culture, right? Mm. And, you want to get on my dominant culture at work. Obviously, it's not the, it's not us, it's not us, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to literally just break down that um, 
the definition that BetterUp.com provided and just analyze myself as it relates to where I've been for 16 years next month. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 years. So, um, HBCU grad, uh, like Clark said, they hired, you know, they knew what they was getting when, when they hired me. Right. Um, I can honestly say that since the day I was hired to today, um, I've done, I haven't changed any of these things to become acceptable. Um, right. And generally who I am. Right. Um, and the good thing about, as me and Gene was talking off of the podcast one episode um, prior to this, um, I was able to progress in my career. Right. Right. Being who I am. Right. Um, and what I view as my acceptable, right? Um, right. By not changing. So, yeah, when it comes to um, behavior, I mean, I'm not coming into work storming and, you know, cursing anybody out, but because I'm a respectful person, but I'm not going to adjust my behavior, you know, right. saying, for the workplace. Um, and then the one thing I really wanted to hit was the appearance. Um, yes. I had a, an employer um, call me, one of the um, people that I supervised. She was like, hey, Juneteenth coming up. What do you think about me wearing my Juneteenth shirt? Now, this is a government facility, right? <laughs> I, I, you, I, I get where you're going. And I was like, wow. You know, mm. Matter of fact, I just had on my Malcolm X shirt the other day. So um, I think that, you know, as in today's time, right, as we look at um, LGBTQ community um, and their acceptance in the workplace, right, we also have to find our Acceptance in the workplace. But see, Joe, that not, I'm sorry. Oh, does that not come with time? Like you've been on oh, your yeah. spray for 16 yeah, years, years. Yes. so you can wear that X shirt. That's true. But somebody right. who just started for six months, yeah. brother, I'm gonna need you in I'm khakis. I'm gonna need you in khakis, and, 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 and I'm gonna need you. Yeah. Tight and, 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 yeah. and see what I was about to say, Joe. And Joe, you know this too. Yeah. It's a fine line between what we wear for Juneteenth mm-hmm. and what they would consider political, especially when you go into government. Government, right. you ain't really supposed to yeah. be political. To I remember yeah. the first time I got a smack on my hand in the government, I wore a shirt and it was basically quote unquote protesting. Don't turn Soho like in New York city into mm-hmm. like, don't turn, it was don't turn Brooklyn or something into, into Soho. Soho. Yeah. And basically it was on my shirt mm-hmm. and I had a brother. It was a brother. Pull me to the side. It was like, I understand what you're saying. They don't understand what you're saying. And if they don't understand what you're saying. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's going to be political. And they're going to be like, oh, you're wearing some political shirt. You were just to work. It was dressed down Friday. Okay. But I don't see I don't see that so much political. Don't turn Soho. I mean, we hear it all it's the time. It's political because they don't understand that it was political. And they don't understand. But my thing is, is. That's them personally. Yeah. So basically, to put it in the context that we want to stand, it was basically saying, don't turn southeast into north northwest. Right. But what yeah. I'm saying is, is, and just that's what I was about to um, lead into, you know, we have all these, you know, these things. And um, shout out to the movement, Don't Mute DC. Yes. Yes. Shout uh, out. In the Go-Go movement. Um, Mr. Moten. Mr. Moulton, Ron Moulton. Me and yep. Key was just uh, with Mr. Ron Moulton this past weekend at one of my wife's uh, functions. But, uh, you know, I think that that's just history. Yeah. And you talking about don't turn this into that. You want to preserve history. And that's what makes it what it is. So why why is that seen as negative? Because it's not understood. A lot, And I know we're going slightly off topic, but it's a good topic. A lot of things are looked at negative 
because I believe it's not understood. Right. And because it's not understood, they want to look at it negative or put it in a negative box and don't want to go in that box and try to understand it. Right. But, I mean, for me working. Work we live, y'all. Y'all hear the kids. It's okay. Me, me working, you know, and I have to work all these details and, yep. like you said, Juneteenth uh, parades and all these things. I'm out there with the people. I'm enjoying my people. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if a coworker sees me enjoying my people and my culture. Right. It's not hurting anybody. It's not offending anybody. It's just representing, you know, my culture. Right. We represent all these different cultures all over the city. Let us represent ours. Right. Right. No, I get it. I get it. Clark, what you thinking on right here? You pondering. Uh, I think where you work has a lot to do with code switching. Mm-hmm. And so because him and I, we, we had a great conversation prior to going live. Kids and authenticity, they will call you out. Yep. If they see that you're doing something that they feel or believe is not parallel to who you are as a person. Right. Because of that innocence of a child, they're going to call you out real bad. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, code switching and the field of education is not a good move mm-hmm. because your primary stakeholders, the kids and the parents, especially mm-hmm. in some areas, right. they will call you out just like that. So that's probably one industry you would not, well, I wouldn't call it industry, but one profession that you would really not You got to be genuine. You gotta and, be genuine. And, that, and that's the truth. I mean, that's why they love Val. Mm-hmm. You know, because they see how they see how real Val is. Val, realist of the real. You know, and, and she and and again, I wanted to get her on the show too, but as we talked, I was like, "Babe, I can't have you on this show because you don't code switch for nothing. You just you one hundred. But I like what you said, Clark, about the professions. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And it's like, and I'm just being straight and honest here. It's like I feel like when I got into management leadership roles mm-hmm. and like my profession it was always that thing what they tell you is well you really can't mess or uh what's the word they like to use um fraternize mm-hmm. with the lower parties you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but with me i felt like somebody's going to work harder for you if, if they know how 100 you are yep. You know what I'm saying? But in the management position, you got to be cautious you with gotta that. You got to be cautious because with that because they can come back and egg. use it yep. against you. Yep. And that's why a lot of times I'm always guarded. Because believe me, it it happened to yeah, me before. It's, funny. Funny. it happened. it's happened. Go ahead. I was really thinking, because um, I'm, I'm a manager and I got, like I said, I got a team with me. I had to learn about that inclusion thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how it can backfire. Yeah. And, um, you know, <clears throat> come back to haunt you because, like I said, we, you want to. You wanted to be like, all right, everybody feel comfortable with uh, whatever their culture is. Um, quick story. I was um, at work, <clears throat> and my issue with the code switching thing, um, and if I, at that particular time, whether I felt it was um, appropriate or not, but this particular instance, I had um, an office with four people. Um, two were um, Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, one black person. And um, a white person in the room. And the issue was uh, the two Hispanic people were talking Spanish in, in the room. And <clears throat> my question to y'all, I'm kind of, kind of killing two birds in one stone here. Do you feel like that's an, a version of code switching or a good example of code switching where, you know, people in the workplace um, use their, use like, their, well, I, I, 
And see, it's, it's two ways of thinking. And, and Clock, I'm going to let you speak on it too. I always feel like if somebody is using their native tongue around me, especially if I ask them a question or something, or if they hear me talking, I feel like they're talking about me. That's why I carry my handy Google Translate, and I turn that bitch on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I've, I've caught some people sometimes like, this stupid American. You know, so that's, like the, that. that's the issue that the other two <laughs> two office mates had is like they felt like they were being talked about mm-hmm. with the other two people because they wasn't talking English in the room right. and they was using their native tongue. And then even that's a fine line because it's like, man, all right, I want you to use your native tongue. I want you to feel comfortable using your native tongue, but don't revert back to your native tongue to talk shit about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowing mm-hmm. that I can't understand a word you say it. I'm against it. It ain't coming from a supervisor perspective. Right. Don't do it. We're in America. Don't do that. I, I think that's rude. That, that's your pay. I respect yeah. that because I feel the same. Because you never know. Rude. They might be saying something about you, and you know they, they could be calling you all types of yeah. whatever. Moon, you know what cricket, I'm saying? Porch exactly. monkey. And you don't know what they're saying. But going back to when I said um, I got burned like that, one of my first jobs out of college, um, I was working for a nonprofit. Okay. And before. That job, I was coaching in college and stuff, coaching football in college. And I got, I got a job, first time leading, out the gate, leading people. Yeah, that's good. You know? No, it was terrible because it, it, it made me not want to be a supervisor for years yeah. after this experience. And I'm leading these people and stuff. But I came from the perspective of trying to be their friend mm-hmm. and hanging out with them and doing oh, drinking. No. You know what I'm no. saying? And it came back to burn me. Because then they had ammunition to talk shit. Yeah. And was using it against, against you. Me. Yeah. Well, somebody's probably trying to take your position, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And after that, I never wanted to be a supervisor for a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. It took me till I was a grown-ass man to ever want to be in a leadership position again. Right. Because it got to the point where you can't move up no further until you get to the leadership position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that experience right there left the nastiest taste in my mouth to where I felt like, man... I was really being my authentic self, you know, really being. Oh, that sound good beautiful right there. Sound. Boy, yeah. That's a beautiful sound. Yeah. 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 That, that came through clear. <laughs> one of my one of my rules of thumb, especially with social media and uh, fraternizing and, and being uh, talking to my staff. One thing I do, I go through social media and I block everybody that works for me, yeah. all supervisors. And I ne- my mother told me this when I was a, when I was young. You never drink with your staff or your supervisors. Nah. Never go out drinking. So even as a teacher, I drank with the teachers, but I would never drink around my principals or yeah. my admins. That's right. I agree. But um, I'm about to get our guests queued up. Yep. I'm gonna read one more thing. While you go ahead. Why you get? Um, why you get that queued up? I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and. Why do people call yeah. switch? And this is just a paragraph that I found on um same website that I mentioned earlier, betterup.com, betterup.com. Some code switchers. We'll start using another language. We actually just talked about it to gain more or less social status mm-hmm. or make a different impression. Mm-hmm. Other times they may, they might switch to a different language to in, introduce someone to a group when that person doesn't share the same language as them. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, so I just wanted to put it out there, but here's something else. I, this is, I'm still studying this. So um, maybe if we do a part two, I can kind of pick up on this. There are studies that show that code switching actually has an impact to your brain. Really? It's got to be trauma. That's trauma. It It has to be. All right. So I I, I think we got, hold on. Hold on. I think we got our guests ready. Rita. Hello. 
Hello. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Now I had you on mute. There you go. Rita, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you guys. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. All right. This is this is Bowie State Night here on All Shit I'm 40. Because <laughs> uh, we got, we got you know, Mouse. Uh, don't do the him and the horn. Don't do that. <laughs> she heard it all. Don't do that. So we, we got Mouse here, Bowie State graduate. You know, we got my hey, man Clark hey, here. What's up, Rita? We got my man Clark hey. here, Bowie State graduate. And we got the, hey. one, hey. the one and only Gene Lott, Bowie State graduate and legacy, because the family went there. Okay. You yes, know. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you got, come on. <laughs> Who else we got? Me? Say, oh, yeah. That's right. We got Reed. I said Reed. I meant to. So we'll talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. Proud Bowie State graduate as well. Thank right. you. Definitely. So welcome to the show. It's the first time we had you on the show. And, um. Well, I discussed uh, some things with you before uh, when I asked you yeah. to come on. And tonight's yeah. topic uh, is called um, Code Switching in the Modern Workplace. So right now, we, yeah. we've been we've been uh, talking about the code switching aspect. And uh, we have not really touched on the modern workplace aspect. Touched on it a little bit. But we just want to hear some from you. Because you work in a unique position. We're not going to name the unique position that you work <laughs> in. We're not. Yeah. But... It's a very unique position. So we just want to hear some of your thoughts on, uh, excuse me, code switching. Okay. So uh, first off, I, I thank you guys for having me on um, this evening. I, I was honored when Jean called to ask me to be a part of this discussion. And it's very timely because I literally just had this conversation with a good friend of mine yesterday or maybe I think it was earlier this week and then it was there was an incident that kind of was a follow-up that led to this very discussion that we're having tonight so it's very timely and I thank you guys for having me on um the workplace modern day um culture etc etc where I work um I would say Oh, well, let me start with my background. I have about 20 years of experience in the both nonprofit and government um, sectors. So I'm all about service. Gene knows this. I'm all about service, the community, giving back, and um, it, it ties to what I do um, professionally. I will say where I am now, um, there definitely is a... Uh, a culture, it's a mixture, a good mixture of the old school versus the new school. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of in the middle because I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer, right? So I get it from both sides. I get the arguments that, uh, well, this is how we used to do it back in the day. Mm -hmm. This is how we've always done it. I get that. And then I get the, well, that was great for then, but this is now. And you all should be more open to innovation and new ideas and technology, et cetera. And like I said, I'm in the middle and I get, I get both sides and I kind of, I'm influenced um, by both. Um, so I will say that there is kind of that struggle play um, at times to try to do things different, to try to be innovative, um, to try to bring things to, to modern day. But also there's a struggle on the other side to, to, to learn. Um, and to try to um, gain understanding as to how things did operate, and just to try to find a happy medium. So, so Rita, I do, I do see that struggle a lot. So, Rita, let me ask you. Okay. Are you a code switcher? Ooh, wow. So, <laughs> um, let me let, let me say this. Um, I'm a Sagittarius. 
Oh man, shout out to Sagittarius. Y'all crazy. <laughs> um, oh wow, wow. Thanks for that. Um, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And so wherever I am, whether it's in a professional setting, personal setting, I'm I'm always gonna show up um as my authentic self. However, I had I was that question was posed to me not too long ago given where I worked and the person asked me, Do you often find that you have to put up the mask? My friend and I, we always talk about the mask. He works in the nonprofit world, I work in another world. Mm-hmm. We always talk about the mask and showing up as your authentic self and being um finding com- commonality in community and feeling connected in said community. And I will say that I always, I'm always going to kill you with kindness because that's just the person that I am. Mm, right. Um, I'm never, I'm never going to be disrespectful. That's not how I was raised. Um, but to cold sweat, I think that's a little strong. I feel like my, my work speaks for itself. And so I, 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 I try to lead with that. So do I you, lead with, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. So do you think, and, let's, and this is for everybody to answer, do you think code switching, serious code switching, do you think it's a generational thing? Do you think it's something that the baby boomers did to get to where they got to? And do you think that it kind of like tapered off as the other generations came in? Joe, I'm, I'm going to shoot that to you first. Yeah. Um, hello, Rita, by the way. Um, Aggie Pride. Hi. To you. So, um, yeah. So oh, for God. me... <laughs> <laughs> he had to throw that in. I had to. It was. I was sitting on it. Um, it's all good. Yeah. So for me, I think it, I don't know if it's the the generational thing. Mm-hmm. I think as we as throughout discussions today, I think it's more of a personality type thing where mm-hmm. you know you're Absolutely. feeling like who as you're identifying who you want to be, right? Right. Um, what type of person you want to be? As and then I didn't realize this as people progress in their career, mm-hmm. right? They, they feel like in order to get to that high-grade position at work, they got to be a certain way, right, in mm-hmm. GS-15 or to be a dean yeah. at a high school or, 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 or a college or to be a lieutenant, you mm-hmm. know, at, on mm-hmm. a police force. Some people feel like they got to change to um, get to those higher levels, right? Mm-hmm. So I, for me, to get back to the core of the question, I think it's more of a, a preference, personality type thing as to why people do it. And that's why I feel like it's generational. Like, like I said, I do it a little bit. Only because if I see it, and Joe speaking to, speaking to you, if I see a two star, three star, mm-hmm. excuse me, my ass puckering up a little bit. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? But I think it's really, in my opinion, I think it was generational. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I could ask Revy Rev, but I don't think I don't think my dad code switched. My dad ain't take shit I anyway. Think, I think. To be honest with you, I, like you said, I agree with you as far as being generational, but I said I think it's for some people. Right. I think it's for right. some people. Like, I always remember my mom, she never cold switched. Mm-hmm. Whatever. She worked in a law firm and, you know, one of the head secretaries and things like that. But I think as far as time, like you said, for that generation, they had to cold switch to get themselves to get opportunities. Right. To get to there. get themselves uh, open doors for certain things, which isn't bad. And I think that they eventually, you know, once they got in there and 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 changed some things up, um, I think that you know, I don't 
I think that they, you know, were themselves. But I just think as far as the timing of that position, because right. of a lot of the older generation, they were the first to do a lot. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want you to I want you to hold that because we're going to segue into that when we get to the modern workplace. Okay. I want to hear Clark's. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, good evening, Rita. It's nice to meet you too, first and foremost. Nice to meet you. All and right. I would like to follow up if I can. After yep, Clark. Yeah, yeah, right after Clark. I think code switching really boils down to the person. And I'll, and, and we go back to that word authenticity again. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to uh, a personal example. Um, one of my programs, a parent came in, and that parent happened to be the most, the grandmaster for D.C., Quincy Gant. Yep. And so he came in, and I looked. He didn't know that it was me. And then I looked at him again, and we looked, and then we gripped up, and... It was it. I didn't start saying, oh, oh, oh all this other stuff because and I don't we, think. You know, we see that with a lot of people. Yeah, my, my personality won't allow me to do that. So my takeaway from this conversation, my conclusion that I really think it boils down to the person. Now, some people say that you have to code switch to get to a certain place so you can change from within. Right. I respect that. But when it gets to a point where you're doing something where you have to tell yourself, that's not who I really am, but I got to do this to get here. Now you have to face yourself. And I think that's the downside of code switching. So you got to be true to yourself. And if you have to come home at the end of the night and change your whole persona and remind yourself of who you really are, I think you fail. Or you might be in the wrong job. True. Yeah. True. Rita, you said you want to follow up? Yes. I I wholeheartedly agree with you, Clark, because first off, I could start off talking about my dad. My dad um, was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, once he retired, he um, went into federal government. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't until later on in his life, probably right after he died, that I learned a certain things about just his professional trajectory. One being that he was passed up for multiple promotions within his particular agency mm-hmm. because his colleagues wanted the other person and I'll leave it at that, the other person to have the position. So I feel like whether you whether you're Gen X or baby boomer or uh, a millennial, if a person has a, an agenda, personal professional agenda and they want what they want or they want to get what they what they want their boy or their girl or their person, their preferred person to have, it, it doesn't matter. Age all of that stuff, I think that's, that's what just goes out the window. So mm-hmm. when personal and professional agendas are in play, people are going to rock out and, and do what they have to do to get it. That's number mm-hmm. one. And that's, and that's just some two. universal. Yeah. That's universal. Yeah. 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 Number two, I have personally seen where a person will sell themselves to be one thing and promote themselves as having all of this experience and having the knowledge and the know-how, and then once they are put out on front street to prove that they are who they claim to be, mm-hmm. they stumbled and they fumbled. Hey, so, hey, Rita, pause right there, though. My mentor, mm-hmm. my mentor, who's got me to great places, said, once you become a supervisor, the greatest thing you can do is hire people that know more than you. <clears throat> Makes you look good. Not only does it make you look good, but you're going to learn from them, and then they are going to be able to be. Because what? And I'm, I'm going to get back to you, Rita. But it, it just struck me when you said that. I want to hire people that know more than me, right? Yeah. 
Because I want them yeah. as a supervisor to succeed and be better than me anyway. Every right. supervisor doesn't have that that uh, exactly. that that principle, which elevation. is good. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of elevation. And when you have and when you have people that are so fixated on titles and shine, they don't they're not thinking about teamwork. They're not thinking about how is this person. They're thinking about how to maintain it. They're thinking yeah. about how to maintain it. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've seen it across the board. Again, like so I don't know if it's generational. I just think it depends. Mm. on the person and for me like I said I, I try to show up as my my authentic self in every single setting and the way I was raised just will not allow me it right. will not allow me to be something that I'm not I'm not yeah. going to sell you a dream like what, exactly. you see, what right. you get so, so that's a perfect segue. Now we're going to get into a little bit of the modern workplace and, and this kind of stems from a conversation me and you have Rita about and I've had it with tons of people also. When it comes to, we're older millennials, mm. all right, because you know it's two subsections of millennials. Sorry, mm-hmm. if you was born in 99, 93, all like that, you ain't, you ain't, no, you ain't no millennial. Nah, y'all somebody else. But the older millennials. Still subscribe to the podcast, though. Yeah, still subscribe to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> older millennials, Gen Xers, baby boomers. Mm. And it, 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 this comes about because I remember um, when I first got my first big promotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad always used to say, man, when I started in the government, I was a GS2. I didn't know it was a GS2 until I looked at the scale. And this is back in like 70-something, right? And then he's like, you come out of college, you come out of this and that, and you at this grade already. Like, mm-hmm. You know how long it took me to get here? And and, and I talk about that is because I I, I see with millennials Mm -hmm. how aggressive we are and what we want. But then our parents, Mm -hmm. they were like, I'm going to sit back, wait for my turn. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. that turn didn't come and they should have waited. They waited longer than what they were supposed to have have waited. So So I'm going to get y'all thoughts on that. What what do y'all think? Do you think something about time? And that's why I said earlier, I spoke on earlier as far as time, the the setting that they were in, you know, as far as opportunities and certain things. Right. But also, not just opportunities, what they've seen in the past. But I feel like a lot of times our parents were content. But that's what I'm saying. They were content. They were like, I'm getting a paycheck. What they've seen in the past, I got this good government job. Right. Uh, ding, 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 ding. There you go. Know, right. They didn't I'm just going to ride it feathers. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to stay where I'm at. I ain't right. going to make no waves. Right. You know? And I think sometimes that could have been a detriment because I feel like a lot of opportunities could have passed them up. And I mean, sure. my dad has even admitted a couple of times where he was like, you know, you know, I could have took this assignment to this field office out here, but I stayed here because, hey, I knew your mama ain't want to move. I ain't want to uproot y'all. Blah, blah, blah. I, think, I, can't, I can't remember. I think my dad was going to move us to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He had an opportunity to go out there. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was, but that was one thing he said. He's like, "Nah, I was I was thinking about y'all." I'm I'm being honest. I think all of us do that. You know, I we think got, we, we do, but value. I think we're more ambitious than our we're more ambitious. Than our yeah. But the thing is, is I think that as far as you know, us men, you know, in the mm-hmm. household, I think we do think about certain things as far as elevation when it comes to family, right? But I would say too. Our wives will give it a thought. Oh yeah, if the money gonna, is good, they gonna yeah. give it a thought. They really gonna, they gonna really give it a thought. <laughs> They're like, well, you know what? 
I could use that S five six. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whereas our mothers were like, "Bide your time." Yeah. Right. Maybe next time. You know, the next time don't come. So where do you think that shift came to where millennials was like, we want to get what we want, as opposed to baby boomers that was going to buy their time, as opposed to Gen Xers? And Rita, you can jump in on this, where you're a mixture of both, where you, you, you're scoping out the, the land, but you still being aggressive. So Is that an accurate description, Rita? <laughs> <laughs> that is an act. That is an accurate description. Um, I would say that our generation is a is a mixture of of both. I see it in both because mm. there's one side of the Gen X, and I, and there's a division, not a division, but there's um there's multiple pockets of Gen Xers. You've got the older Gen Xers that are like my brother's age, that are like mid fifty and up. And then you got Oh, wait, 50. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, this is all shit. Yeah. I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. I know. You just, I know. You're a baby. You just. Oh, uh, here goes. She called me a baby. You, then, you just a baby. <laughs> but, then you, but then you have the other genetics, like the mid, late 70s, early 80s babies, where we're kind of like, first off, I refuse to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm unhappy, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to, to change that so that I am. But I, I have seen it in that pocket as well where it's like, well, no, I'm making these points. I got five years left before I'm fully vested. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. And so, it's kind of like, but go, are you, what, what makes your soul happy? Go ahead, so you, I've so, been saying that all, I've been saying that all year. What makes your soul happy? What makes you leave? I mean, do you wake up every single day just feeling like, oh God, I got to go right. back to this place again? Or you're still physically feeling ill. Go ahead, Clark. You're going into so a place is it, that makes you, yeah. So is it considered aggression or progression? Ooh, damn! Mm. Say, that, say that again. Is it considered being aggressive? Is it considered being aggressive or being progressive? So I think our generation we attack the higher pay scales. Mm-hmm. We put mm-hmm. the work in, and yeah, as a married yeah. man, and we're all here married. Yeah, my wife is my number one coach, mm-hmm. and I, I do things for the family. So I'm not being, I don't think I'm being aggressive. I think I've put in the prerequisitory work, um, the experience, and I want to go for the bigger paycheck. Right. And I don't right. think there's a problem with that, and I don't think we should consider that being aggressive. I think we are, we're, we're progressive. And our parents, my parents put that in me. You know, my mom worked for Senator Strom Thurmond, and she had to, both of my parents were Woo. attorneys, and she was the one of a woman who filed a lawsuit against Senator Strom Thurmond. My father worked for the United States Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces. He got passed up as a judge for many times, many opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I remember him telling me, and my mom would say, you know, you're a young black male, you're educated, you got to wait. And I would have many arguments mm-hmm. with my parents like, no, I'm not going to wait. I'm in education, y'all chose law. I'm going to go as far as I can. You haven't been in long enough. Right. And then we had those arguments. And so I don't think I was being aggressive or disrespectful. Right. I knew my worth and I went for what I felt like I deserved. Mm. And that was, the, and that was the thing, especially early on in my government career and in anything I did, it was always, you hear from the older folks, man, you just got here. What you trying to get for that position for? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why not? Yep. <laughs> you know, why not? Be your own people. Why not? And that's, thank you, Clark. Oh, yeah. It be your own people mm-hmm. that try to hold you back because maybe they didn't go for it yeah. at that age. Saying they don't, they don't want to feel, quote unquote, uh, you know, shown up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 but you know what? 
they were they were operating out of fear. Mm-hmm. They were operating out of fear. They mm-hmm. always went with the sure shot with yeah. the good thing. I can yeah. say just personally, even going to college, my dad wasn't familiar with that life. He he was a military guy, so even the whole process, he was like, "Oh, well, what does that look like? You don't want to go into the military. You don't want to go and seek a trade." And I was like, "Yeah, no, that's not that's not what I want to do." Or knowing that I was into music as a child. And at some point, I was like, this is something I may want to do. I might want to pursue music business. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe even be a vocalist. I don't know. But guess what my dad told me? Mm, there's no future in that. That's mm-hmm. not a sure thing. Why don't you go over here and you major in psychology? Because that way you can use you can your doctorate. Why don't you get the, get the sure thing? And while you're working on the sure thing, you go ahead and you get that quote-unquote good government job like i heard it and it's funny it's funny you say that because a couple of podcasts ago we were talking about our children in college joe Mm -hmm. remember and 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 terrence even came out shout out to big gibby terrence even came out and said you know i'm 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 gonna push my kids into what they want to do right so if they want to become YouTube stars and make money that way and everything, if that's what they really want to do, I'm going to push them into that. Because, again, like we said on that show, a lot of us only had those couple of options. College, military, yep. you're going to get a job somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and sometimes that could be a detriment, you know, because it's not what the kids want to do. Right. You know, and then you know what happens. They're going to rebel. Because it's not what they want to do, and then you didn't waste it money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So closing thoughts, Rita. Um, it, first of all, we, we glad that you hopped on. This is so last minute. You know, you know how I like to do. I call you like, hey, what you doing? You doing the show? <laughs> yeah, it, it's okay. Because when I, when I when I initially saw it, I was like, oh, I'm free. I don't have any calls. And then right at the thirty mark, it was like, oh, I do have a call. So <laughs> oh. I, I've been juggling a couple of calls. I appreciate like, it. Service, um, do you have? Are, are, are you still got your photography business? You want to shout it out real quick while you're on the air? Uh, oh, okay. Well, yes. Real I'm, quick, I'm real not quick. Posting a lot, but please, oh, simply stated studios on instagram please check out my work i do still shoot i shoot a lot for work um so but go to my ig page and you can see kind of my my craft my passion um my love um it's yeah something i picked up a few years ago and i and i really enjoy it so and she's doing stated it simply studios, stated studios did i say it right simply stated, stated studios studio. and on instagram mm-hmm. yes sir so, yes, but I do appreciate you guys for having me tonight. This is a great conversation. Again, I just say go with what makes your soul happy, what yep, makes your soul happy, what yes. makes you smile when you wake up in the morning. That's what you should roll with. Well said. Definitely. Thank you, Rita. I appreciate it, man. And, and you're always welcome all shit. I'm 40, okay? Even if Absolutely. you even if you talk about us younger, uh, well, we're older millennials. I do not talk about you guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that. I got love for everybody. So um, thank you again, fellas. I look forward to meeting you guys at some point. Definitely, definitely. Now thank- that the world is open back up. Yes. Thank you, Rita. Have a good one, all right? Okay, you too. Thank you, guys. All right, but Man, that was a great conversation. As you know, we always have some great insightful guests, and she hit on a lot of Yo, good points. We got man. two great guests on. Like Clark, I know Clark, Clark is like Clark ought to be a regular. He ought to be number eight. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> in the lineup, man. Clark ought to be number eight in the lineup. But I mean, I'm I'm glad we talked about this too, 
Because I feel like the code switching, the mm-hmm. modern workplace, they all flow mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know for myself, I'm getting a lot better at it. I never fully code switch, but I know at times I could not be my authentic self. And half of it is PTSD from that first time I was a supervisor. I was talking to Clark about it, you mm-hmm. know, where, you know, I, I got burned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'm, a, I'm, I'm protecting myself now. You know what I mean? But I do feel like when I am able to be my authentic self, I am my best person yes. when it comes to Absolutely. work. Well, you, you know got to understand saying? this. Times change, and somebody might have a personal agenda against you. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? So don't stop being who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they get into some stuff and get burned, you know, as far as the workplace you know, they want to change up and be straight and narrow. If that's who you are, as far as being who you are, you know, and right. staying genuine, then don't change that. That's just that particular person. Mm. You know, um, one thing I learned from my pops, you know, my pops taught in DCPS over 30 years and um, Department of Public Recs, but he always said, man, you know, never change up who you are. You know, because... Like Clark said, they're going to respect, they're going to see that genuine side. Right. Right. And, you know, you're going to have some naysayers. You're going to have a lot of people that are for you or whatever the naysayers that That might be just be a personal agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you got to understand, don't change who you are. And I don't care, like, whatever your job title is, whatever uh, position you at. They got to respect who you are. And respect think, the person and the position. Well, think, respect the position first. Right? I think it's accepted more now. Mm. You know, in the past it wasn't, but I think it's accepted more now. You know, um, even with, you know, example, even with my position, I haven't made this far. I made this far by being who I am. Mm-hmm. And it served you well. It served me well. Definitely. And Clark, I can say with you too, you know, being who you are. You know, and even being who you are outside of work, exactly. which has made me respect you even more because yeah. I know at all times I'm going to get the 100 percent of you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And even when we in the places that we are in, you are 100 and people have to respect that. Yeah, they got you. Know? They got Right. <laughs> or see you outside. <laughs> or see me. You know? yeah. Or see me. That's his favorite right there. And, and straight up, that's one of the first things I respected about this man. People don't want that smoke. Yeah, and, and that's what I respect about Clark. That's what I respect about everybody that's here. Joe, all, all of our whole group, yeah. is that we are our authentic selves, you know, at all times, except for the wives. So I'm joking, but... No, we are our own selves, and, and that's what the wives love about us, and that's why the wives love us all to be together, because we can be even more of our own selves. Yep. Right. I was myself, and we were at that uh, that lodge meeting, and we had a brother that called me, um, yes. what do you say, I wasn't seasoned or something, and I it had to check him right then and there. I've been doing this since July 19, 2008. Yes. Don't call me a rookie in a craft, and I said that right there to him. Mm. At, at, and, right there. And I, I don't want to come off as aggressive, Mm-hmm. But, but speaking your truth, I had to let people know because if you let somebody play with you, and I've been in situations where people mm-hmm. would take advantage of that, yeah, yeah, right. sure. and it will it will plague you for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I made a vow to myself, I I'm Don't not, do. I can't have it anymore. I was sitting in my corner like this, 
I was like, I don't know how this gonna play out. But when you, but when you, when you, when you told him the truth, yeah, yeah, and you was one hundred, he had no choice but to respect you after that. He was Mm -hmm. like, oh, and then it came out with, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, you know, ignorance Mm -hmm. is a fool. Oh yeah, definitely. Ignorance is a big fool. Definitely. So we got some uh, last parting gifts, man. Man, we made some good time tonight. Yeah, really too. good time. Really good time. Really good. Joe, yeah. you got anything you want to say? No, I mean, like I said, for for um, my from my perspective, I'm just I'm thankful for being in my career for 15 plus years and being able, like I said, the day that they came to North Carolina A&T to recruit me to come work for them, I think they knew what they was getting, mm. um, and I'm glad that you know I was able to come into an environment where I could be myself and um, you know just pro- progress. And again, I, from the time that I started work to now um my career aspirations have been met so i'm i'm, I'm happy man nice mm. nice mouse you got any last part of shots man this this was an awesome awesome episode bro yeah you know um me and my wife we talk about a lot about um being genuine and true to yourself especially with today's world and what's going on but like this really, this really explained a lot of stuff as far as work. Yeah. Um. Also, personally, just about to say that being true, not only professionally, personally in your friendships, yeah, personally with family, everything. So you spot on with that. Nah, man, I, I I loved it. I enjoyed it, man. Thank you, guys. Man, thank you, brother Clark. Man, what's think? <laughs> I appreciate being around a group of intelligent. Uh. Season black men, married men. I think that's important too, that we hang around each other and support each other and have conversations and dialogues such as this. Um, this was a very, very good, good podcast, right. man. The conversation was flowing. I'm around intelligent guys. I, I got goosebumps now. Man, we appreciate. I appreciate you, the invitation. I hope it's not the last one. Oh, and nah. to think you wasn't trying to. Jump he wasn't on, y'all. He wasn't you know, trying to join on. Before we get off air, <laughs> you said you was, man. I'm just gonna sit back. Nah, bro, you got a lot to offer, man. I a appreciate lot for that. real, man. A I appreciate lot. that. He said, "I'm observing." <laughs> <laughs> man, but look, man. Hey, we just glad that we. This is the. This is why this podcast was created. Was to have these conversations to get brothers around, to be able to express themselves in a safe environment, to not feel like they got to hold back. And, and this is why we're doing what we do. So, again, I want to thank everybody for, um, you know, listening to us, subscribing, downloading. Please spread the word. We want to hear from y'all, right? We, we want to hear from y'all. Just like Mouse said, post comments, DM us, send us some questions and everything. You know, we're going to put them on the air. All right, we want to hear from y'all. Thank you guys. Y'all are y'all are making this first season awesome. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is Gene Live from All Shit I'm 40. Peace.